Paso a Paso Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paso a Paso Podcast. My name is Miles and we are doing something very unusual here. We are in person wearing masks, safe distances and all. And uh, we have uh, three guests on top of that. Um, and uh, we're excited to discuss some things with you today. And would you like to introduce yourself first? Hello, my name is Allison McPartland. I'm the four-year-old pre-K teacher at UNM Taos Kids Campus. Thank you. And I'm Taylor Etchmendi, and I am the director at Inspire. Wonderful. And on the phone as well, would you like to introduce yourself? Good morning. My name is Helen McDonald, and I'm center director and teacher at La Casita Preschool in Santa Fe. Thank you so much, all of you, for being here and sharing information with our listeners. Um, Who would like to introduce our topic today? We are here today to talk about the Collaborative Teachers Institute, or CTI. CTI is a monthly meeting that happens here in Taos and in Santa Fe for teachers to come together and look at raw documentation of children's work and follow a set protocol to establish next steps for children in that study. Amazing. And so to um, bring the listening audience to this point in the conversation, in the examination of children's work, it feels as though uh, some basics uh, that have to exist before that can even occur is um, an understanding of the wisdom of children, who they are, that what they do has value regardless of their age. Um, Can you share any background on that and what what you feel like you bring to those meetings that – honestly, is kind of really far down the line of um, this way of thinking of young children and what they're capable of that may not always be as common outside of this work. Um, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Miles. It's, um, the, the CTI is special in that it's really about honoring the joy of learning, the joy of children's thinking, um, and the joy of educators um, sharing and creating and learning from and learning with children. Um, so it's really about putting their work at the forefront, look, looking at it in depth and thinking about it together as a group of educators, representing many different programs and schools, um, and sharing our experiences with children and sharing their words and videos of the, them in action and drawings and paintings and the many languages that represent their thinking and learning. Um, and it's just, it's an amazing process to deepen our own understanding of how to observe and listen deeply to children and then how to build curriculum based on what we're seeing and honoring their interests and their development. Thank you. So what's when you say you're examining the work, what sort of work is examined? Is it in various forms of media? Or uh, how would you describe, uh, Helen, what sort of work is examined for the listening audience who has never attended a meeting like this and, and may not be as uh, close to the field as you all? You know, it can really be anything that's happening in the classroom. And the early childhood classroom is such a dynamic place. You know, we're, we're seeing children's learning happen in real time, and they're so engaged with the world and their environment. So um, we really recommend the environment as the third teacher. And if we have an environment that's set up for children that really engages them and invites them into learning experiences, it, you, you see this natural flow of uh, interest and attention. And you might see everything from 
we, we document um, children's conversations, their words, um, everything to what they're doing, to conversations they have about things happening in the world, to art materials and aesthetics. So it can really be anything happening um, in the early childhood environment. And that basically encompasses all of life, right? Yeah, thank you. And so this also um, suggests and, and shares the fact that there's documentation going on ahead of time. Um, can you all speak to that and also whatever else you think is important um, with respect to these meetings when you do get together and do the examination? The one thing I wanted to mention, now, thank you, is that the, one of the reasons the CTI uh, was first established by Dr. Gigi Yu was part of her doctoral research she was looking at professional development, and there was a shared services study done in 2014 that really highlighted the need in New Mexico for advanced professional development for early childhood educators. And Gigi um, really had this idea that early childhood professionals can learn from each other, that we can learn from, you know, we tend to operate in silos in this, we're each within our school doing our work. And she really hypothesized that we could learn from each other and that advanced professional development could come through reflective practice by us sharing what's happening in our classrooms and um, going through this reflective practice protocol and really listening to each other and also reading articles together and studying ideas and theories. So um, that is an important piece of what happens in the CTI and part of the sort of underpinnings of what's, uh, what the work is all about. Thank you, Ellen. Uh, Ali, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I think the unique thing about early childhood is that we are always documenting children's work. Um, and so CTI is an amazing time for us to collaborate. Like Helen said, collaborate with other agencies who are doing similar work and really push ourselves to think beyond what is you know, when it's just you thinking about it, you don't, you know, you might not think about it, but when we come together and we collaborate, the most amazing projects and ideas and perspectives that you didn't think of before in children's work really are highlighted. And that's the beauty of CTI is the collaboration that happens among educators and it's powerful. Wow. Have these CTI meetings uh, with, with you three or otherwise been happening for a long time, Taylor? Yeah, um, we... We've been we've been doing the CTI in Taos now for about four years. Um, Helen, how long has this, it been going on in Santa Fe? It's been about seven years. Seven years, and just most recently this year, um, we're really working toward collaborating um, across our two communities. So Santa Fe and Taos have been working closely together. We received a a, a of grant from the Brindle Foundation to help support our collaborative work together, but also advocacy efforts across the state and really to expand um, this advanced professional development and bring in new communities to collaborate and and um, be a part of this thinking with us. Wow. And the other powerful part that has happened in this past year is that, you know, like everybody, we've had to move to Zoom. And at first that was challenging, but it has also really brought more educators and people are um, able to attend because it's just sitting at home on your computer. So we've had more engagement in CTI in this pandemic than we have in the past. And it's really helped with our collaboration between Santa Fe and Taos. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much. That's very insightful for myself and the listeners regarding all the preparatory work that goes into the meetings and the CTA process we've learned a little bit about as well. Um, what else is important to share about those meetings or anything related to uh, this process that all of you are engaged in together? I think it's important to recognize that the, you know, everyone who comes to that meeting as is, is as important as the facilitator. So the meeting is really as powerful as the engagement of the participants. And um, we really come into that space with an interest in really listening to each other and learning from each other. And as Ali said, it's a really powerful um, conduit for sharing ideas. And there's such a wide variety of backgrounds that teachers come from. You know, everything from, you know, uh, infant and toddler care to kindergarten at least in the Santa Fe CTI, and I just love the perspective. You've got brand new teachers, you've got seasoned teachers, you've got directors, program directors, so it's really a unique chance for people invested in early childhood to come together and really think about ideas together and contribute to a really rich conversation and learning. All right, thank you. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, in, in Taos in particular, it's really brought our community of teachers together and created a network of support that may not have existed before. We all do this work because we love and are children and we're passionate about um, children and advocating for them. And um, we understand that they're these incredible, capable, competent, you know, citizens of our community. And so, you know, we've been fortunate enough in Taos to grow our CTI. Um, you know, we've had as many as 52 participants in a meeting and it's really bringing together public school education and the private sector and the um, tribal community as well as the Head Start community um, and the students that are participating um, in UNM Taos Early Childhood Education Program. And so it's been this um, kind of incredible space where we can all learn together and it's created, you know, people are excited and passionate about attending and, you know, that speaks volumes for the just authenticity of the work and the power that children bring to our lives. And why is this as a process important, um, not only for you to do individually, but collectively? Um, yeah, why, why, why have these sorts of meetings and do this sort of examination? Would you like to go for that one, Helen? That's such a powerful question, Miles. Thank you. I think there's many, so many ways to answer that. And part of it is it, it really helps us recognize children's learning. You know, getting um, several people together who, who have investment in the field to look at what a child is doing, it's like it shines a magnifying glass on the work. And you as a teacher going through this process of reflective practice where you're, you're looking at the work you're documenting it, and then you're bringing it. You bring it to your staff, to your uh, colleagues, and talking about it at your work. But then you're also bringing it to the CTI meeting to help further the study. Um, that that piece of uh, reflective process is so powerful in helping us uncover what's really going on and what the real potential is, and where we could go further with a child's thinking and a child's interests. And I, so, I think that is is definitely. Um, one piece, personally, that I that I find really powerful about it. Um, Ali and Taylor, I'm sure you guys have more to say about that, too. 
I think the other unique thing about CTI is the protocol that GGU followed. So in every CTI meeting, we follow a very set protocol. And as educators, we often jump to the place where what's the next step? What's the next plan? How can I help the child reach the next developmental domain? Well, CTI is really a place for us to slow down, examine children's thinking, their ideas, their work, without jumping into those next steps. The other part is is that it's a structured time to collaborate with one another, to hypothesize. I mean, there's just a very set protocol that we follow, which I think really holds the meetings together. And really, once you become familiar with the CTI protocol, at first, it's kind of tricky, you know, and as a facilitator, we kind of have to say, oh, let's veer back to this step or hold on, we're not quite there to that step. And once we become really familiar with the protocol, people almost enjoy it. And it gives us a time to stop and to slow down and examine and really work, you know, think about the capabilities of children and how amazing they are and the work that they do. So um, the protocol really helps us hold these piece, these meetings together. Is this something, uh, well, I'm, I'm listening and I'm realizing that this sort of examination um, in some ways related to another term I've heard of reflective supervision, but just reflection in itself mm-hmm. in certain areas of work are, is an important process. Um, to participate in and to be aware of and to recognize. Is this something that you'd like to see expand within the field of work uh, with early education that you all work in um, or beyond? What, what, what would you like to see come out of greater awareness of this process? Yeah, I mean, I think reflective practice is kind of the foundation of all of the work that we do. Um, whether it's reflecting on children's work or whether it's our own practice of reflecting on ourselves and our own history, culture, and context and helping our, our, our co-teachers and educators reflect in their space. And, um, so reflection is, is key to the work that we're doing. It's key to building relationships and, um, strengthening those relationships, um, and the and the CTI just like Ali was saying, the CTI protocol really lends itself to that reflective practice. It allows um, for everyone to have a voice. Um, it allows for there to be inquiry and shared sharing of experiences. It allows for teachers to feel like they are not experiencing something alone at every meeting. There's always a look that happened in my classroom. Um, and so, you know, with respect to just that question about reflection, the more opportunities we can build reflective groups to help support the work that we're doing, um, the, the stronger we are going to be as um, professionals in the field. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, you know, when we were talking about this topic before we started recording, um, I'm uh, under the impression that this is going to be a part one of two uh, episodes here. The next may focus more on children's voices. And um, will that be a reflection of, of at least an audio component of the work they're doing and, and an example of something that might be examined in one of those meetings? Yeah. So we weave together the, the um, UNM Kids Campus Inspire and La Casita. Um, we've all, and our two CTIs in Santa Fe and Taos have come together to, to really work with children on this idea of, of what is a hero. Um, and this came out of, um, our different work in different, um, evolutions of our work with children based around the pandemic, essentially, and acknowledging that 
that there are heroes, right? There are everyday heroes. And what is a hero? And it's been um, fascinating and just eye-opening to see the parallels that exist and to um, really understand what children's thinking is around this idea of a hero with respect to the pandemic and themselves and their community members and their families. Wonderful. Well, um, before we jump into that part two, uh, moving forward, is there anything else any of you would like to share regarding the CTI process, your collaboration, or otherwise that you think is important for listeners to, to know about? You know, one exciting thing that's happening, I just wanted to share my Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Groginski and Jennifer Salee at the Early Care and Education Department have invited us to <clears throat> help uh, be a conduit for displaying children's work at the Pera Building in Santa Fe, which is a new offices for the Early Care and Education Department. So we will be um, sending out invitations to early childhood programs throughout the state to help bring this work in and have it printed and curated and um, and hung in the Federal Building to celebrate the children of New Mexico. So we're really excited about that project. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I heard a little bit about that, I believe, from Taylor, but it's good to learn more context. And also, it sounds like something um, that might be uh, great for me to maybe arrive and do a tour with one of you, document what you'd like to share about the work, and I can also combine it with some audio or visual components so we can share it with our listeners um, and the, the broader audience. Um, anything else for today? Thank you so much for your, your context and sharing this uh, this process with the listeners who may not be aware of uh, not only that it happens, but that you all care enough, really, to show the depth with which you um, care for and examine and interact with our youngest citizens. And of course, if anybody would like to join CTI working in the educational field, it is for early childhood educators, but early childhood education goes up to third grade. And so we are always open for new participants. So please contact um, any three of us for uh, more information if you'd like to join. All right. And perhaps an easy way to do that would be uh, I'll include in the in the notes of this podcast, um, but also for those listening, pasotaos.org. There is a contact page. Feel free to uh, send an email or, or message that way. Otherwise, pasotaos at gmail.com. Um, just send an email with your interest and I'd be happy to pass that along. Uh, thanks uh, to all three of you for this a uh, new adventurous recording and uh, and for sharing your process. And we look forward to hearing from the children in the next episode. Thank you, Miles. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you to these amazing ladies and educators for the incredible work you do. <laughs>